0: Lord Jesus, we thank you for your provision, we thank you for who you are, and God, would you uh, help us to see more clearly and more deeply of you and your character, and God, would you be speaking to us now, lay down anything that might be blocking our our way, God, lay down anything of me that might not be right or might be distracting, Lord, we long to look to you tonight, amen, amen. So uh, I'm going to be speaking tonight uh, in three different sections. One is a croissant, one is some dough, and one is a loaf of bread. Okay? Good. Okay, there's two people that are up for that. Good. (laughs) Uh, But hold on to your taste buds just yet, because uh, there's a little bit to say first. Have you ever written an essay or had a bit of a deadline where it's uh, getting quite close to the pinch point and you're thinking, eek, am I actually going to get it in in time? Has anyone been there? I know I have. Maybe even pulled an all-nighter. Yeah. So maybe you can relate to me when I say, uh, when that happens, sometimes we're skimping so close to the deadline that we're just skimming through any book that might just have a a quote that we can just refer to that might sound quite clever. Or uh, maybe we're just looking on the internet, typing in exactly what we want our essay to say, hoping that there'll be a quote that will say what we want it to say. You guys been there? Yeah, some of us, great, well done phoning up. (laughs) Sometimes we are so quick to want to see the end point or just to get through that deadline that uh, we rush our way to it. And here in John's Gospel... It seems Jesus is carefully crafting uh, something to signs to try and reveal uh, to his people that are following him who he is. But instead of some revelation of awe and wonder and understanding of who he truly is, what he is trying to convey he finds them in this like haste, this like, come on then, give me the quick product, give me the end result. Uh, I, I want to see what I think you are because I think I've figured it out. So come on, just, just tell me what it is, is kind of what Jesus is being confronted with. Oh, come on. They've got caught up in the taste of something sweet and they want more of that instead of More of something else that just might be even greater. If you've got Bibles with you or on your phone, uh, have a little look further back in chapter 6. Because uh, there's been some pretty awesome stuff that's gone on uh, in this account of Jesus. Now, the different uh, Gospels often have different accounts of who Jesus is because they're trying to reveal a greater revelation of Jesus in different ways, so this wouldn't necessarily be the chronological order, but John is trying to convey something here, so we're going to have a look. Chapter 6. Jesus has performed this miraculous sign. What is it? Can you shout out, what, what does it say at the very beginning? Thank you. We got there. Well done. It's not difficult. I'm not trying to trip you up. <laughs> it's the feeding of the 5,000. Uh, he has just managed to uh, show his disciples that just with a humble offering of a boy's lunchbox with some fish and some bread, he can feed thousands of people so that they're satisfied, so they're full for the day. And then he goes off uh, Yeah, he goes off one way. His disciples go off a different way. They get in a boat and they cross a lake over to the other side. The crowds that are waiting for Jesus know that the disciples have crossed the lake without him and yet they see this boat with Jesus in the boat. What? We know what's happened because we know the story is about Jesus doing some pretty awesome stuff. But the crowds are like, hang on a minute. That's not supposed to happen. There weren't any other boats on the water. Something amazing has happened. So as we're reading this uh, chapter, uh, we're also supposed to be having little triggers of uh, parallels in the Old Testament. I don't know if you've uh, ever clocked that, but it's always good to have a little uh, trigger of, are there any parallels in the Old Testament of what I'm reading in the New Testament? It definitely helps us to know a little bit of that. So here's a little uh, taster of perhaps what these signs might be triggering off in our heads. Daily provision, it says in a minute. We'll uh, hear more of it. Manna from heaven, that feeding of the 5,000. There's a a provision, a daily provision that's something far beyond any human could possibly provide. But also crossing the lake, this crossing of water is a parallel of the exodus going across into the promised land. They crossed the water. So what are we trying to see here of Jesus? Well, uh, the people who are following him think that they've figured it out. They think that he's got leadership like Moses, able to feed the masses and speak with authority. Therefore, oh, come on, we've got to make him king really quick. Let's do it. Come on. Let's make him king so that he can rule with power and defeat our enemies. That's not necessarily a wrong or bad uh, acclamation of who Jesus is. Some of you might say Yeah, that is pretty much what he came to do, isn't it? Maybe, but not the way that they were expecting or wanting him to. Not with mighty strong arms or a a sword that's going to slash everyone down in his way. No, Jesus is coming in a different way, in a new way. So my first point here is to... See the signs, but not get caught up in the sweet taste of the signs. It's a bit like uh, the warning is heading to a destination. You're on your way. You see a signpost that is pointing in the right direction, and you get to it thinking, Ah, great. Set up my picnic. Take my selfie picture. Make sure the signpost is in there. Great, that's good. Okay, and now I'm going to head home. I'm done. I've uh, got to what I think I need to see. But we've missed out on something else, something more. So signs are great, but they're just signposts. So what are they pointing to? And that comes to my croissant uh, a signpost is great it's sweet it's tasty it might fulfill us with a, a little snack a little uh, sustenance for a couple of hours joe i'm really sorry i think this was your breakfast <laughs> i've taken it uh, i know there were more but i've taken it and <laughs> um, it's a signpost of something more let's not get caught up in the signpost. It's good to look for, it's good to long for, but there's more. So we need to step back and have a look. Does anybody want this croissant? Any more fancy little snack right now? Andy, you're on it. No, Maggie, I'm, t- I'm going to you. Doo, 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 doo. Happy oh, happy birthday. There we go, give her a round of applause. <laughs> that was great. You can share it later. The second point is we've looked at the signposts, but now John wants us to say, ask us the question, who is Jesus? Where is the signpost heading? Who is Jesus? Not what the signpost is. There's a a guy called Tom Wright, used to be the bishop of Durham, writes some cracking books, uh, and he says this, Only if you're prepared to be confronted by who Jesus is in a new way can you begin to understand what he can do for you and what he really wants to do for you. That's relating to sometimes in those signs we think, oh, that's great. Yeah, that was really tasty. I'd have a bit more of that. Come on, let's see some more cool stuff because that is awesome. Yes, Jesus, come on. But actually, why is he doing it? What is he revealing of himself in what he does? Let's not be hasty to pray lists of what can you do for me, Jesus. Let's also include who are you, God? What is your will? What do you want for this world? How can I pray? Give me the words to say when I don't know. Give me the actions to do when I have no idea. So, second section, I've got three points of uh, what I think is just being revealed here in this passage of who Jesus is. Is what's Jesus revealing of himself? Have a little look at verse 29. The first point. Jesus was sent. He was sent. Just like the manna in the wilderness, there's this conversation, this dialogue going on, was sent not by Moses, which is what they thought it was. Yeah, Moses sent this stuff. No, 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 no. God sent the manna. God himself sent the provision. And so Jesus is now able to say, but now God is sending new bread to the whole world, not just for the Israelites, to the whole world in an incredible new way. He is sent by God. Who is Jesus? He's fully divine, sent from God but also fully present, sent here on earth for all. Okay, skim through to verse 35. The dialogue continues. Um, I was going to chuck in a load of bread jokes, but this is a bit out of context, but we're going there anyway. Uh, Jesus is the bread of eternal loaf. Thanks. He's the bread of eternal life. life, life, not just bread to keep you going for today, not a quick fix or for when you remember to pray, but the bread to believe in, to live by, to mold your life and all that you are in line with God. He is the eternal life. He is the one that we are going for. Going towards. We can get distracted by what the point is. Gosh, yes, it's easy to look around and think, why about so much that's going on? What is going on? God is doing a work because he has come to give people a hope for eternal life, for something so much better and so much richer. He is the bread of eternal life. Verse 54. This is the base of all things. This is the bread and butter. The the very uh, nourishment, the first thing Zoe just uh, pointed out, um, I think the youth were talking about how Bread would have been like the the base thing that you would have all the time uh, with, with a meal in those days. So him making this analogy is saying, come on, I'm the thing that you need every single time. I'm the base layer. In Colossians 1, it says, Jesus is before all things and in him all things hold together. All things through him. All things through him. This uh, gets to my second analogy. This could get messy. Yeah, that's dough. <laughs> I'm not going to pick it up because um, it'll be curtains. Um, take this analogy. It, it will break down at some point, so we can't take it too far. But this dough is the beginning of bread. Bread. The process of bread. Has anyone had a go at making bread before? It gets sticky, it's pretty all inclusive and if you make it without a bread maker, which I definitely cheat and do, um, it's quite hard work as well, trying to knead with the dough. And we know that in the process there is something more to come. So believing in Jesus, which is what this conversation is about, it says Come to me, believe in me. He's saying, let me be the starting point to your day. Let me be the starting point to your big life decisions. Let me be the starting point to your little decisions, to your conversations. Come to me as the beginning, the thing that all things come through, because I have a way that is fulfilling, that will keep you going. Jesus is the doe. He's the starting point. Before that falls on the floor, I'm going to put it down. <laughs> so this is our uh, challenge. Let me just remind you of those three things that he has sent from heaven and that he comes to promise this hope for eternal life and that through him, he is in all things. Through him, he can come, we can come about uh, our lives and this eternal hope. Why? Because he's made the sacrifice. He's paid the, the cost in his body as the bread. He has been broken. So let us seek the perspective of who Jesus is. Not just what we can get from him, but who he is. Let us uh, feast on that. Because it's good. And finally, uh, the last point. Jesus, as the bread of life, is even more than a ticket to heaven in a broken crumbling world around us we might think gosh god just get me there get me to that good place I'm just holding on to that I'm just surviving right now okay you might have that ticket you might be putting it in your back pocket but guys there's so much more There's so much more right here that we can do. When we believe in him, he's given us a ticket to use right here. It's not just for the eternal end point. It's for right now. God is doing good things. God is doing more signs today as well, more than he did in the Bible, because he wants people to open their eyes and to see who Jesus really is. So yes, we don't, uh, we don't belittle the signs because of what it's pointing to. So when we're holding on to that ticket, what do we do in the now? What do we do in the today? And there are two things that God promises to nourish us and to sustain us. That's what he does for us. When we truly look to Him, He nourishes us. Nourishment is like providing growth and good health. That's what He wants to do with our bodies through and through. It's not just a bland option. Oh, it's another pun, it's coming in. It's a whole lot better than that. Oh, dear. I kind of promised myself I was going to do this, but life is, (laughs) life in Jesus is abundant. Yeah, there it is. Okay, I think I'm done. I'm I'm done. (laughs) But guys, the nourishment is, is more than just getting through the day. The nourishment is, come on then, God, what can you do to help me live this life in the full? Help me to show others who you are. Help me to walk my life so that I might be spreading some sort of good seed to those around me. And feasting on this bread helps our sense of identity. It helps us know who we are, who we belong to, what our uh, identity stamp is because we know where we're going. It helps us to stay on the right path when there are worldly pleasures or even worldly measures that we get caught up in. Keep feasting on Jesus, the bread of eternal life. And then I finish with this final point that Jesus promises to sustain us. And I'm not gonna say much about this, but just a a little story of uh, what inspired me this week. Um, we've been hearing so many stories of uh, Ukrainians sharing their story, sharing their faith, sharing uh, their determination to not uh, let go. And uh, a few of us were at a, a conference just this week full of uh, lots of different church leaders and pastors. And um <laughs> it was pointed out that there was one Ukrainian pastor there. And so he stood up and we all just showered our appreciation uh, for him with applause and prayers. And you know what? The thing that he was saying was not help get me out of fear. This is too much. I can't cope. His prayer was pray for my brothers and sisters in Ukraine because we want opportunities to share Jesus's love and hope for the world." Wherever we find ourselves, we want opportunities to share God's goodness because we believe that he is good and that he is doing a good work in whatever circumstance. Jesus is sustaining when all else is crumbling. Now, we might not find ourselves in West London, in that very situation. Maybe we do, or maybe it's internal, our struggles. But God is saying, come back, believe in me. I will sustain you. Come back, let me be the first thing that you choose. I almost forgot my last little thing. I think we're getting the point. (laughs) he's the whole loaf he's the whole thing feast on me first I will sustain you I will provide it might not be what you think it's going to be it might not be as material as you would hope it would be but Jesus promises a hope and a future and he promises a life with us today That's really where I want to finish our talk. And I'm not wanting to guilt trip us. I'm not wanting to uh, make us feel like we we haven't got it or that we're running after the wrong thing. I'm just wanting us to say, come on, let's just come back and remind ourselves where we're going and who this amazing Jesus is that we can follow. And maybe if... Uh, Maybe if, if you don't know Jesus well, or you feel like you haven't made that, yes, I believe in you, or you haven't made that choice of choosing him first, and we'd love to pray for you. We'd love to pray for you and to help you start that journey. Or maybe it's just a life commitment again to say, yes, okay. Help me to trust in you when it feels wobbly, when it feels tricky. Because we need that daily. He sustains us daily. Let's pray. God, thank you so much that you are far beyond what we could imagine and what we could hope for. Thank you that your life is better. And Lord, thank you that you invite us to take part in that. Lord, help us when we uh, don't believe or don't start with you. Help us to make that journey to come back to you each day.